Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I'm Dr. Barbara Young, and I am so excited today because we have a special guest for you. We have the noted, dynamic, and incredible Mimi Donaldson today as my guest. This woman for over 20 years has captivated audiences from the Fortune 100 to the just plain fortunate. She's won <laughs> acclaim for her rousing keynote speeches, compelling workshops, and in-house training programs. You know, Mimi has shared the platform with many famous individuals, such as Colin Powell, Susan Orman, just to name a few. And she's written several books. She's a great author, and she sold almost one million copies worldwide of a book that was published in six languages. Her latest books, which she's going to talk about today, as she shares her transformational journey, is designed to improve the quality of how you present yourself. And I'm not going to tell you the title of that book because we're going to talk about it. So it's my delight to share Mimi Donaldson with you today, who's going to speak from her heart, share her transformational journey, as well as her teachings to inspire people to be bold. So I want you to stay tuned as you're going to learn more about this incredible energetic woman who speaks the truth, and she's a comedian as well. Now, let me welcome and present my guest, Mimi Donaldson. Well, hello, Mimi. <laughs> well, hi, Barbara. Thank you so much. Well, I am that delighted, was- truly, to have you on the show today. And usually, you know, I don't get a chance to meet all of my guests in person, but since I met you in person, and of course, we're connected now with yeah. the eWomen's Network, I am, I'm just really thrilled. Uh, and actually, Mimi, I think you're launching along with Carol, the two women from the eWomen Network that are on the show today, because they're incredible women uh, from that organization. Now, you have you have an incredible background, so I want you to sort of walk me through just a bit of your journey of where you are today, because, wow, you are quite impressive. So tell the audience. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> well, it all started um, in when I wanted to be a Broadway star, oh, and wow. I was... <laughs> I was a singer, actor, dancer, and I was the star of all the high school shows, and I went to college and majored in drama and was the star of all the uh, college musicals and did (laughs) summer stock, and I even studied uh, drama in London, England, and I came back and I went to one Broadway audition Mm -hmm. as I was being a secretary to pay my rent, and the audition was for a show. I didn't know the show. And I enter this Broadway back room, which is all dirty, and the guy is smoking a cigar. It was right out of central casting. And he actually said, take off your clothes. And I said, what? I said, you're joking. This must be a joke. I just got back from London. I still had my London inflection. And I said, oh, you must be joking. He said, no, don't you know the show? And I said, no. And he said, it's old Calcutta. Now, Oh, Calcutta was a nudie show that came after hair when they took off their clothes. And I oh my started, <laughs> yes, I started crying and I walked down the dirty steps and I saw the dirt in Times Square for the very first time because I had had stars in my eyes up till then. And I thought, do I really want to do this? And the answer was no. And mm-hmm. I was dating a teacher at the time, and I went back. I went to Columbia University Teachers College and got my master's. And mm-hmm. I never looked back. I've never been on a stage again except as myself. Because oh, teaching wow. was exactly what I wanted to do. It's a stage, but it's a different kind of stage. You're being yourself, and you're drawing out people uh, and their own knowledge and actually making a difference in their lives. And, yes. and I, know that, I know that theater makes a difference, but this was more direct. Mm-hmm. And so um, from the teaching, 
at Columbia, I went into human resources, which is training, and I trained managers how to manage people, which was teaching. And Mm -hmm. I did that at at Walt Disney and Northrop and Rockwell, three really good Fortune 500 companies. And from there, I went on my own and never looked back. I've been speaking and training ever since. You know, um, I'm 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 listening because that's a part of a few I didn't know that you want you know to be on stage and you've done all this early work to do yeah. um, become that, and then with that one experience, wow, was that, yeah. it seems like it was a shock to your whole system, and you just well, sort of it's, turned. Mm-hmm. It, it it's really a metaphor. I mean, it it was okay to say no and. That's like mm-hmm. one in a million. I mean, how many shows are nudie shows? None. So, you know, it, it was really, but it also showed me the lifestyle I would have to have. I would have to go and audition for things. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not that kind of person. I like to make things happen. I don't like to wait to be chosen. Okay. So, you, okay. you know, I always say to people when I'm mentoring them, you need to find out, and now they have wonderful career development tests. Mm-hmm. Back in the 60s when I went to college, you could be a nurse, actress, or a teacher mm-hmm. if, you were, mm-hmm. if you were a girl. And uh, they didn't have career development. If they would have had a career test, I would have come out very high on entrepreneurship. Wow. Because mm-hmm. I, can li- I can live with risk. Mm-hmm. I can live with a high degree of not knowing where the rent comes and then it comes. So a lot of people can't do that. But you know, Mimi, there, there's a certain part of it too uh, that I think that there you knew some things within you that were already within you in terms of you knew what you wanted, you knew what you didn't want. And right. I don't know if you needed a test to actually you know, show that. I think sometimes the tests are only validations. Wow, uh, that's so because true. Because you already I, I knew. I it that way. Yeah, and yeah, that's good. And you acted on it, as a matter of fact. So, that I mean, it's great. But even today, we don't have a lot of testing uh, about, you know, what career you might be in or huh. what's, you know, some of the advantages. But I think you, you there's a knowing within us, uh, each individual, and, and when you do maybe take a test, it just validates what you already know. What, one of the things I was intrigued that you were able to segue into a corporate job uh, from the drama, the stage, and, but you were happy becoming Well, a, yeah. It, uh-huh. it, was, it was because of the master's degree at Columbia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always tell people when I mentor them, get something really good on your resume if you want to achieve in the corporate world, they're very impressed by names. <laughs> okay. And, you know, so Columbia University Teachers College master's degree was what I needed to get into Disney. And Disney was the name I needed to get to Rockwell and, and Northrop to be a, right. a human resources trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's one thing I did. That's your calling card. I call that your calling yeah. card. <laughs> because it, it was. You. At yeah. that time, it was. And I think when we talk about the, the acting field, uh, many actors, I think many people were encouraged to get your degree uh, so that you have that as a calling and a backup in case you don't make it, but you can segue always into doing the things that you've done. As I said, you've had such an interesting career, and then <laughs> you became a, a visiting professor at Harvard. Uh, the Center for Public Leadership. What was that experience like? Oh, that was amazing. You know, the higher up people are, I've learned, Mm -hmm. the higher up and the more educated and the more smart and praiseworthy and you're kind of in awe of them, the Mm -hmm. more they are so down to earth and they love to laugh. Okay. So my, my calling card in the last 30 years and why I've still been asked to keynote all these years is that I'm funny. And <laughs> you are. When I you're admit funny, you are. <laughs> I mean, it's just people are demanding entertainment all the time. And there I was at Harvard. At first, I was scared to death, but I had just published my, let's see, it was my second book called uh, Bless Your Stress. It means you're still alive. 
Mm-hmm. And it it was in 2010, and I and they wanted me to speak on stress. And even though the title was uh, funny, the information is profound about how you know to avoid stress, right? And what is the nature of your particular stress? Because it's always an internal response to an external event. So it's individual. Mm-hmm. What's one person's stress is another person's no big deal. Right. So I loved teaching because it um, it validated the fact that as degreed and educated and brilliant as these people were that I was speaking to at mm-hmm. the Kennedy School, they were all getting their PhDs, their master's degrees in public policy, mm-hmm. and then they were going to take it back to their countries. They were from all over the world. And the higher up they are, the more they are loving to laugh, and there is some universal truths that unite us all. Right. And that's what a, a good speaker or teacher knows how to do. Well, you know, I agree, uh, Mimi, wholeheartedly, because when you talk about that, people, there, there's so much in the world to bring on what we call the stress, uh, dysfunctional families and all kinds of things that bring yes. stress, discouragement, and it's great to have laughter. Laughter heals the soul and the spirit. So with individuals to bring that, and you have that ability to bring laughter to people, I know that you were a success and still are, because you have that ability to speak the truth, yet you do it with laughter. Now, tell me this. Were there uh, challenges that you had to face? Because, you know, life isn't all laughter, but there are some challenges. And so in your, in your journey, what were some of the challenges that you faced and you overcame? Well, I always say I was born with a silver spoon. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have clients that I'm helping with their keynote speeches and TED Talks. And, and the clients have, real, have overcome some real challenges. My, I always say my dad paid for graduate school. So what am I complaining about? So, um, but the challenges I did face uh, were kind of, you know, they're very first world challenges, like um, the first woman to speak in front of a keynote, in front of an association. And Mm -hmm. the guys came up to me and said, you're the first female keynoter we've had. So we're not sure about you. You know, you're going to have to be really good. Or that would make me so nervous. I mean... Oh, wow. They they came up to me. One of them came up to me right before I spoke. And he said, this is the most important speech of your life. Don't mess up. And I was what? And so it was almost like they were trying to rattle me, but maybe not. But I, it felt so horrible. And that's a real first world, you know, not a very big, big challenge. But yeah, I had to overcome this whole uh, women thing at the workplace. I was always one of the only women in the room, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you've you've experienced that as well. Yes, yes. And you we know, hold so our the, own. <laughs> and I do, maybe knowing you, you held your own. Well, well and the, they're expecting you know me to be, and you have to be better. You have mm-hmm. to kind of be funnier. You have to outwit them. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for you to really challenge them. And women, you know, I do this speech about men and women. That was my most popular keynote. And women, their kind of fun is not challenging each other. They don't, that's not fun for us. It is fun for them. Men love one-upping each other. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah. really fun for them. That's how they bond. They challenge each other and they test each other and they punch each other and they, if they don't get it, and, you know, but women, eh, we, we don't have that kind of fun. It's a different kind of fun we have. We like bonding and finding things in common and telling each other stories about problems we've had and we've solved. And we like inspiring each other. I, I, I think men get a kick out of testing each other. And it's your problem. It's it's their kind of humor. But you kind of have to, yeah, you have to engage in it when you're up with them in the workplace. You have to engage in it. And sometimes I've had to beat them at their own game. 
And that's and then they win their respect. And that was always a challenge. You asked mm-hmm. me the challenges. That mm-hmm. was the challenge. It was hard work. <laughs> what? Well, obviously, you you made a success of it, Mimi. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so that's the thing. We look on the other side at how successful you were and traveling uh, and becoming this really dynamic woman. Now, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back because I want to talk about how you teach people and really you're speaking on the stage, your experiences, and how do you teach people to be bold? So I want to explore that with you. And so we're going to be right back. We'll take a quick commercial break. So stay tuned for my guest, Miss Mimi Donaldson. Thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back with my guest today on Transformation for Success, Miss Mimi Donaldson, who has captivated audiences from the Fortune 100 to the just plain fortunate. This woman is absolutely incredible for her rousing keynote speeches and compelling workshops and in-house training programs. This woman has shared the keynote platform with many, many individuals. And today, you're joining us. We're back to talk about why people want to be on the stage. And one of the things that's always intrigued me, and even yesterday I met so many women who want to be speakers. So (laughs) me, tell me why do people want to be on that stage and how do you handle them? How do you, you know, what do you tell them? Well, (laughs) I tell, like a lot of people come to me and say they want to be keynoters. In other words, making 10 to 20,000 for a speech. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very hard to do that now. It was easier in, in the 80s and 90s, but now it's pretty much celebrity-driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, you have, to, you have to be a celebrity. You have to have national exposure. You have to have at least a book that does get national exposure. And you have to have been on TV or radio. But the new kind of speaking and why everybody thinks they can do it is the TED Talks. And they're all over the Internet now. And Mm -hmm. so people come, and you know what? I do coach on TED Talks. I do help people write Mm -hmm. their TED Mm -hmm. Talks. Because anybody, if you've got, quote, ideas worth sharing, unquote, which is their motto, you can do an 18 to 28-minute talk. And you can get national exposure right on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can put it on YouTube, and if it goes viral, you are made. You can sell your book. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can be a consultant. 
You can sell your consulting services. Yes. And so that's the new that's the new keynoting. Well, you know, uh, it, I think it's a great start, and we do have a lot of people that are te- that are on TED Talks or the TEDx Talks, but not everybody, because yes. that's a that's a selective sort of process. Because I did a TED Talk, and you're selected. You did. Yes. So you're selected, uh, and there's a selection process, I think. And so people will right. ask, how, how did you, you know, because somebody has to recommend you, they've heard you speak, or right. you have a topic that you're speaking on, and because they usually have topics that will resonate with the community or exactly. resonate with the audience. And you, and you have to submit a video of you mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it does, that's a kind of a select group. Um, but you're right. People are wanting to speak in front of chambers and groups, and they're mostly mm-hmm. speaking to grow their business. And that's the kind of speaking anybody can do. But did you have a coach uh, to help you, uh, you know, in terms of your speaking ability? Huh. That's a wonderful question. No one's ever asked me that. I have never had that. Mm-hmm. From the drama, I here's how I did it. I mm-hmm. taught four-hour courses on stress management, delegation, how to handle conflict, how to give feedback to an employee. I mean, you mm-hmm. name it, right. the kinds of things you learn in the corporation, that's what I taught. And mm-hmm. they were in four hours. Well, one, one day, true story, my, uh, one of the auto companies I was teaching in, Japanese auto companies here in Southern California, called up mm-hmm. and said, Mimi... We're not going to, we don't have a budget for training right now, but we have another budget from marketing that it's a luncheon. And I went, what? And he said, it's a luncheon. And I said, a Mm. luncheon? Yeah, we want management training, but it's a keynote. And I said, well, what's a keynote? And he Mm -hmm. said, it's 45 minutes of your funny, pithy stuff from the from the management course. I said, you mean the 60-hour management course that I've done? For you over a number of weeks, he said, yeah. And I said, well, you realize it's not going to change behavior. And he said, yeah, but we don't, we know that. We want tips and we want to laugh. And I said, ah, I think I could do that. So I wrote the speech from the 60 hours of training, and it's called Four Steps to Managing Anyone. Now, I had the material. And I mm-hmm. always say you have to have 100 times more material than you're actually going to do in mm-hmm. the speech. So I had the material, and I picked out four key steps that Mm -hmm. you use to managing everyone from teenagers that you're raising to Mm -hmm. uh, employees in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And I did that speech, and it went over so well. Now, here's the the kicker. The kicker was that they had three times the budget that they paid me for eight hours on my feet. I made three times that amount in 45 minutes. Why? Because it was from the marketing department, not operations. And it was the big wigs who were at the luncheon and they wanted, they had more budget Mm -hmm. for that. So I went and now this is a long way to get a speech, but I went and turned my courses, which were, you know, three half days, four half days. And I turned them into 45 minute keynotes and I ended up having 14 keynote speeches so that when association used me one year, they could use me two years later with a different speech. And I've written four books on the different topics that I speak on. So I, you know, you asked how do you write a speech? Well, I took the long way around. I mean, first I had a course and then I, you know, took took Mm -hmm. it down and summarized it into a speech. Um, But most people don't come from that. They don't come no. from a, a right. big education background. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just want to speak about their product or service. And mm-hmm. sometimes they just want to tell their life story because it's an amazing life. And like you, like your, your show and it, you know, you interview people who have amazing stories and have overcome amazing, uh, diversity. Uh, what's and that? Obstacles, right. Difficulty, well, well, yeah. What you're, what, you're, what you're saying. Adversity, adversity. <laughs> <laughs> adversity is true. Adversity. Because we all have it. And, yeah. But I know, Mimi, that uh, what you're saying makes sense, uh, that one, 
you positioned yourself with a message, you also declared yourself or set yourself up as an expert in a particular area. We don't know everything, but you've concentrated on what you did know. This is what I'm hearing you say. And taking all of that to really, and that's the most important thing, is if you're going to be a speaker, what I hear you saying is you position yourself first as an expert in a particular subject area or topic, right? Well, yes, and the topics have to be what people need today. Well, they, of course, they need to be so, relevant. Mm-hmm. Yes, the only, there are only three subjects that people will pay for. One is how to make money, and they, and they will pay for that. They will pay a keynote speaker if you've got a, a marketing plan or you talk on social mm-hmm. media that makes money or you talk about real estate or whatever you talk about that makes money. Number two, how, health mm-hmm. and Health and wellness. Number two? Yeah, you have to be a doctor. It's mostly health and wellness. How do you get healthier? And the baby boomers right now, like me, are going kicking and screaming into older age. We do not want to get old. I still go to Zumba. I go to spinning class on the stationary Mm -hmm. bike. Mm -hmm. I eat right. I, you know, we are not getting old. And so we're very hungry for tips on health and wellness. And so is everybody else. There's a a whole vegan movement, vegetarian movement. I mean, they're all very interested. So a lot of speakers that are paid are talking about health and wellness, but you kind of have to be a doctor or have that kind of background. The The third topic people will pay for is something called communication. It's very, it's kind of what you and I do. It's a big category of how do you get results? How do you make people do what you want them to do without, you know, Mm -hmm. stressing them out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. those are three topics. You've got to match what you know about those three topics with what's hot right now. Okay, what about uh, relationships? What do you think of that that's topic? In, that's in communication. Yes, that's, okay. the, that's that third category. And it really is uh, relationships, either in the workplace or with, your, with the significant other or, you know, loving people in general, spiritual growth. I mean, those are all mm-hmm. in the communication in that third category. I think that's good to sort of categorize it, uh, and it may help me and some of the you listeners out there in terms of those who want to become speakers or you have uh, yes. a, a passion for helping people, and it would help you to sort of categorize in those three areas. And I, I thank you for sharing that. The communication one is a big one. The the thing thank that you. intrigues the thing that intrigues me is what, Mimi, from your perspective, do you think? You talked about the baby boomers. What do you think? Uh, because we're looking at our millennials, and these lovely folks are going to be, you know, in 2025, they're going to be most of our clients and the, yes. the people and individuals we want to reach. So what are their needs? What do they need to hear about? And plus, well, they're more interesting. The, mm-hmm. the topics are the same. They want to make money, be healthy, and have successful communications and relationships with other people. However, the millennials are very different. They will pay for coaches. They mm-hmm. have a coach for everything. I can't be- I don't know where they get their money sometimes. <laughs> I go, well, wait, wait, there, a lot of them have- are really having uh, success as uh, owner, business owners, entrepreneurs. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they have a, uh, they have a fitness coach, they have a life coach, they have a business coach, and it's interesting, I have been called on to be their speech coach, okay. and I, I did it because it was requested. I mean, can you help me with my speech? And I said, yes, and I found that it was, I was so good at it because I've been doing this for so long, and I wrote all my speeches, so that's what, and everybody wants this coach and that coach, which is great for me. And so I just concentrate on the thing that I'm really good at, and I will help people build their speech, whether mm-hmm. it's to sell their product or service, or whether they want to be on a keynote or a TED Talk stage. Now, what, is, what do you mean when you talk about a pitch coach? What is a, a pitch, pitch coach? coach? 
Uh-huh. Um, well, they called it, the, I call it a speech coach, but actually it is a pitch coach. Um, when I was on America, there was a, a show on ABC National mm-hmm. Tele- It was, I was called American Inventor. And it was several years ago, and they heard about me because I was a speaker, you know, public speaker, and mm-hmm. they asked me to be the pitch coach. And what I was to do was to help the um, inventors. These people are mostly scientists and engineers, and, you know, they just didn't know how to talk in front of people. They were scared to death. Most people are scared, but <coughs> people were even more scared. And so they, I had to kind of draw them out and get them to talk about it. We'd write stuff down that they wanted to say, and so they would have something to, we'd put it in the, in the teleprompter. You know, they were scared to death. And so I was called the pitch coach, and I was on national television. It was really great. And after that, and even before that, people had come up to me and say, Mimi, can you help me with my speech? And and I would. So this is a very, it was very organic, the way mm-hmm. my career went from being a keynote speaker in front of thousands of people. My biggest audience was 75, uh, was 15,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I did 7,500 a bunch of times, but 15,000 in the Milwaukee Convention Center. So to go from that to teaching people one-to-one, Oh, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. I loved it. I didn't think I would. I love, I think it's old. I'm older too. And I have more patience with people, but teaching, you know, one-to-one coaching people, drawing their words out of them to show their personality. That has been the biggest thrill of my life. And I know That's that, that you're, you experience what I do. You seem to get more energetic and alive as the years go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barbara, that's that's my impression of you. You're amazing, and so I Thank think I'm, I'm kind of bec- I'm kind of the same way about having more excitement about my job than I ever have before. And that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. It does not. It doesn't to uh-huh. you. It doesn't to you. <laughs> but uh, one of the things, uh, Mimi, when I first met you. Uh, In fact, I was introduced by someone else uh, telling me about you and what a what a fantastic, energetic woman. And you were the expert in terms of all you've done. And Mimi speaks. And I said, oh, I've got to meet this lady. And (laughs) it's such a pleasure. And I love you. And we're going to come back after a break and we're going to talk about how you came up with a book called Necessary Roughness, New Rules for the Contact Sport of Life. (laughs) So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to come back with my guest today, Miss Mimi Donaldson. So thank you. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 
346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to my show today with Mimi Speaks. Yes, we have Mimi Donaldson, who's an author, speaker, and leader, and incredible woman who's now actually helping people. And I know she's helped a lot of you listeners, and you should be out there hanging on for the next word that she's going to say, because she has given us such good advice today. I know I've learned a lot, and I know you have too. So we're going to segue now because Mimi is is quite an author as well. And she's co-authored a book that was called Negotiating for Dummies. And that was published in six languages and and sold almost two million copies worldwide. And I mentioned that earlier. And she also wrote that co-wrote the book, Bless Your Stress. It still means your life. Mimi, I'd like to say bless your mess. (laughs) 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 Okay. But Okay, but anyway, she she uh, her third book she wrote that I was very intrigued and I wanted my listeners to know about, and it was about women, success, and football. And that book was entitled Necessary Roughness, New Rules for the Contact Sport of Life. Mimi, my question is, what inspired you to write such a book about women, success, and football? And well, <laughs> well, it's true. Since the 80s, I've been teaching women assertiveness skills how to get what you want without hurting other people and also without, you know, and how to speak up to ask for what you want. And those were the early lessons of the women's movement in the eighties and nineties. But there I was watching football every week and really thinking about that. Now we've got to even go further. We have to be on boards. We have to be presidents of fortune 500 companies. We have to be in government. We have to be, It's more than just asserting yourself and getting what you want in the workplace and Mm -hmm. getting promotions. It's more than that. We have to lead. And and I, every time I would watch a football game and I adore football, I adore the game, the strategy. And every time I would look at it, I would see courage and leadership and teamwork and all the things Mm -hmm. I was teaching, all the things Mm -hmm. I was teaching managers in the workplace. And so during the breaks of the football game, and there are a lot of timeouts, I would, I would start writing. And that's how I've written all my books. I start writing in the back mm-hmm. of my day timer, and I start writing thoughts. And the thoughts were like, oh, I have to say this in class next week, or I have to tell my sister this, or like that. Mm-hmm. And then the thoughts start becoming, when I have like 10 sheets of these little day timer things, I go, uh-oh. I think it's an article. And then if I have more than that, I go, uh-oh, I think it's a book. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was it ended up being a book using every lesson of football, the parallel lesson in real life. For instance, the hiring practices that we do in the workplace, mm-hmm. I, I adapted the draft, what they do in the, in the NFL draft. And I know oh. there they have millions of dollars, but if we only spent one 20th of the time and effort that they do in the draft on hiring people for our, for our companies, we mm-hmm. would be so much better off. But we kind of do a slipshod, we do a not a great job of mm-hmm. hiring. We don't have a lot of testing before the hiring. And so, uh, you know, there's things like that that still excite me when I watch football. I just see lessons. Women need, I always say women need to, to step out and get their knuckles in the dirt and get dirty. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's rough out there. There's no yeah. penalty for, uh, for necessary roughness. Necessary roughness is necessary. The penalty mm-hmm. in football comes for unnecessary roughness. And women are never guilty of that. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yes. wow. That sounds like a real interesting book. I'll have to get a copy of that. I, I really oh, I will it. give you one. I Next time we uh, see each other. <laughs> why? The new rules for the contact sport of life. And I, I think it's so relevant even today because oh, one yeah. of the things, assertiveness doesn't mean aggression. Or aggressiveness. No. And I think I used to have to teach that, the difference between that. But wow, exactly. that is me too. That courage and leadership and team play. And it, it is so right on. 
you know, when you when you wrote your 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 latest book, which I you just have an incredible expertise in speaking and also writing, Mimi. And so I want to applaud you for that. When you, you wrote your book, Pitch Perfect, Speak to Grow Your Business in Seven uh, Simple Steps. I have a copy of that book, and I was so intrigued because it's simplistic. Not that you write, you know, sim- but yeah. What I'm trying to say is. Anyone can pick up those tips, that book, oh, yeah. and, and learn from it. So share a little bit of some of those simple steps, how to speak and grow your business. Because again, we're speaking to those of you out there who maybe you're not good at speaking, or maybe you'd like to be better at speaking. Because right now, oral communication is so is, is really predominant in just about every profession. Uh, yeah. there, you have to learn how to communicate. But here is how to pitch it perfect. And I think, Mimi, you say it so well in this book. So share with the listeners some of your, your, your tips. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah, that's why I subtitled it, Speak to Grow Your Business in Seven Simple Steps. Mm-hmm. Because being pitch perfect, talking in person to people is still the way to go. I mean, we've got everything online except that person-to-person builds trust, and shows your personality like nothing else. So I coach people to be able to stand up, whether it's 30 seconds or 60 seconds in a networking group, because that's all you have to Mm -hmm. introduce yourself, or Mm -hmm. whether a group asks you to speak for 10 minutes or 20 minutes about your business, you have to be able to say yes. Mm-hmm. Because when you when they hear you speak in front of a group, you have instant credibility because someone has chosen you to speak. So right. people in the audience think, oh, she's the speaker today. Instant credibility. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it reveals your personality. You, mm-hmm. There's nothing to hide behind. You speak about what you know really well. You, they see the passion in, in your voice about your business. And you... And they see the stories that you tell about problems you've helped to solve. And some of the problems are humorous and nothing will sell you like humor. So part of my coaching is actually teaching you how to be funny and not telling jokes, but Mm -hmm. telling real life situations and the wording, the real, the comic timing is all about where do you put the words Mm -hmm. and, and where do you give people a chance to laugh? And that's an art and a skill, but everybody can learn it. It's not magic. The other way that speaking in front of a group is so valuable is you get to sell your product or service without hard selling. You can point out things that people have thanked you for. You can even read a quote from Mm -hmm. a letter of appreciation, and everybody thinks, oh, she really gets results, and oh, People thanked her. Oh, so it's instant credibility, but your personality is at the forefront, which you really can't uh, do in a website. You can't communicate belly to belly in a website. It doesn't show your personality. Another thing you can get by speaking in front of people is you bring a valuable handout or something. You distribute your cards, your brochures. You reach more people than in the audience. You People take the stuff home and share it with other people. That's so it's great. an amazing, amazing way to get your point across. And now everybody's sort of caught on, and everybody wants to do a speech somewhere. Well, Mimi, the first thing uh, I know when you have these 30-second uh, introductions, uh, yes. and how do how do you introduce yourself? What, what, what do you, how well, do you introduce yourself? Because you got 30 seconds. So what's your yes, advice? I have, someone a, that's, I have a whole uh-huh. chapter on that. Yeah. You don't have much time. So you use the first two steps of my seven step formula. Number one, mm-hmm. you lead with the need. You don't say about you first. So my 30 seconds goes like this. Does the thought of speaking in front of a group like this for more than 30 seconds, make you sweat and keep you up at night? Do you suspect you may be boring? Do you wish you could make people laugh? I'm Mimi Donaldson, and I can help. Together, we'll use my 30 years of keynote speaking experience in front of audiences of thousands, which you don't have to do, to craft your perfect marketing speech. And we'll find the funny, 
because when people are laughing, they're buying. Okay. That's 30 seconds. So step one, lead with the need. Step two, here's the solution. Step three, call to action. Wow. Now, Boom. you know, a lot of people speak, but they don't, they don't do the call to action. They leave that out. They don't. <laughs> I know. You got to do step seven. Step seven is, you know, what do I, what do, I do next? The audience is saying to you in, in their mind, and you tell them, please, you know, see me to schedule your 30-minute your complimentary call. Or because, buy my book in the back of the room. <laughs> oh, yes. My books are available, and I can also meet with you on a complimentary phone call. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's wonderful. Yeah. The, the, uh, I like that, the call to action. Now, when uh, people lead with the need, which you just did. Uh, oh, I love ask- leading with the need. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think a lot of people may have missed. But also... What about um, positioning yourself with what you have done? Where does that fit in? Well, that's step three. The first step, the audience, you're always answering the audience's questions in their mind. The first mm-hmm. step, the audiences are not saying, well, who are you? Get, tell me your story. They don't care yet. They're saying, what's in it for me? Why should I listen and so you mm-hmm. lead with their need. Then they say, okay, what do you got? Then you tell your solution, which is your company or your product or your service. And then they look up and say, well, who are you? Aren't there a bunch of insurance people out there? Aren't there a bunch of speech coaches out there? Why are you different? That uh, step three is where you say, together we'll use my 30 years of keynote experience. I even put that in to mm-hmm. the because it's my most famous thing. You always put oh. your most famous thing as step right, three. Right, right, Okay. I think that's wonderful because, and I'm so glad, and I hope listeners, you're taking notes on this <laughs> because these, well, and, and you can buy the book, and we're going to talk about where you can get that book, but these you're hearing from the author herself to really talk about it. And based on your experiences, Mimi, I think this is great because I know that there are many out there and we're we're speaking to a global world and we know we need to know how to communicate. And women, we need to know how to market ourselves, how to talk about yourself in 30 seconds. People don't want to hear you go on and on and on. I know. (laughs) And sometimes what happens, give a person a mic and they'll go on and on and (laughs) <laughs> and and you don't get the respect you want because people know that you're against the rule that you're not following the rules. People uh, uh, admire people who follow instructions and keep to time limits. They I really think that's do. Great. Uh, now, one of the things I think um, you do is if you have a twenty-minute speech, you stick to that twenty minutes, right? <clears throat> oh, now, yeah, come in at eighteen. Finish at 18 or 19. Don't let the bell ring. Don't let people drag you off the stage. Okay. Do you have um, a technique about how to make sure it's on time, how you know you're doing your 18 minutes? Because, like, when I'm doing it, when you're doing a TED Talk, you've got a clock that's counting down. Right. Well, I always have somebody in the audience uh, give me a five-minute sign. You know, hold up your okay. fingers or hold up a thing okay. that says five minutes. And then okay, I can take tip. it from there. Because mm-hmm. at five minutes, when you have five minutes left, you <clears> should <throat> be wrapping up your last step, your story, and then mm-hmm. you should be doing a call to action. Give yourself time. You know, in the early days, I would never do a call to action. I wasn't allowed. When they're paying you big money, to do a convention speech, they don't want you to do a call to action at the end. They bought a book for every person in the audience from me. They bought Mm -hmm. my book, but they Mm -hmm. don't want me to to advertise at the end. So I wasn't used to it. And now I'm a coach and I have individual clients and they want me to do a call to action at the end. They expect it. And I'm still not used to it. So I have people (laughs) give me a five-minute high sign so that I'll remember Mimi. Do the call to action. Ask people for their business. Okay. And uh, oh, so many, so many women leave it out. They don't. They forget. It's so. It's just so fun anyway, and they just don't do it. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're able to share this because I know um, I've had, and I know you have too. People who come, and I know you can't take everybody that wants to come 
and be on stage. But the tips to give to people out there, I'm so happy that we're able to share this with the audience and many women that are listening, that you can become that speaker using some of these tips, the, 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 using all of them, I would say. But there's an intriguing question that I'm going to ask you because I always think about this. Because the first thing, people look at you. How should the speaker dress? Should you dress to uh, tailor to the audience that you have? Do you have comments on the dress? Yes, yes, I do. You know, I they always say that you should parallel your audience, you know, talk like your audience and all. Um, and I did uh, critique one person who asked, never give unsolicited advice. But she asked me and I said, you know, your people are in transition in this speech you're going to do and mm-hmm. they don't have jobs. So, so don't wear your St. John suit, you know, just mm-hmm. that's a little much because you're trying, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're not even working and they're not able to afford a St. John suit. And so mm-hmm. don't wear it for that. But I do okay. get compliments because they say I look put together. Now it doesn't okay. have to be expensive clothing that makes you put look put together. But number one, be, be make sure it fits. Yesterday, somebody was on the stage in front of 300 people. She was accepting an award, and her dress was too tight, and her rolls, the midriff bulge, was rolling, and so was the bulge underneath the waist. And it's too tight. It's distracting. Make sure your clothes fit. Don't wear the blouse where the buttons are pulling in the front. Make sure the hemline is below your knees if your knees aren't gorgeous. I mean, come on, people. Uh, That's what I have to say. Mimi, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show, to share your success tips and coaching secrets. And I know, my listeners, you've enjoyed the show today with my guest, Mimi Donaldson. And I welcome your feedback. So please send me your comments or questions at info at transformationforsuccess.com. Again, Mimi, I want to thank you and blessings to you as you continue your exciting journey, and I look forward to working with you in the future. So listeners out there, I want to thank you. Listen in next week as we're going to have another dynamic guest on the show who's going to share her transformational journey. So until then, this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off and be blessed, be grateful, be humble, and be forever transformed. Thank you. appreciate you joining us for transformation for success please join your host dr barbara young again next tuesday at 3 p.m eastern time that's 12 noon pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel or join us for our replay every friday at 3 p.m eastern time and 12 noon pacific time on the voice america women's channel have an outstanding week